This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Tony from Restrained, and you're listening to my favorite KISS podcast, Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Welcome to another episode of Dorm Damage, where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This is episode five. We're calling this one Classic TV. Zeus. Sup. Sup, bitch. <laughs> Classic TV. Now, this is going to really... uh be interesting for our listeners, depending on how old or young they are. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at doing this one about shows that we grew up with and mm. the nostalgia behind it and shows that we watched on syndication. So we're not talking about shows like The Cosby Show, Family Ties, uh, Dukes of Hazard, shows that were in the 80s. We're talking about shows that started before the 80s they may have you know wandered into the 80s but mostly in the 70s 50s 60s and all that and shows that we grew up with basically yeah and it, it could be a, and a it's a, actually could be a combination of syndicated shows and shows that were actually like on in the 70s like yeah. that we were growing up so to paint the picture of people Zeus and I 49 years old born in 1973 born in the age when you had like three or four channels and you had to get up off your fat ass and turn the knob and <laughs> your father's remote control was your hand getting up and change the channel. So it's funny. We had channel four, five and seven yep. and channel two, which was PBS. Yep. And then, and you then had we 25, had five, 38 20. and 56. And if you were lucky, sometimes 68. 68. Yes, yes, that's right. Those were the channels we had yep, in the Boston that's right. that's area, right. New England, kind of. That's what we grew up with. What's yep. always interesting about where we grew up in these things is you find, especially in sports, people that are still like Giants fans in this area because the Pats weren't in the NFL, so they right. followed the Giants. Mm -hmm. Or you have no idea how many people tell me 
that they're Bruins fans because they would yeah. catch TV 38 up in Montreal and all outside New England. How many hockey fans are Bruins fans because yeah. that travel and that was the only channel they could see. Yeah. Sports and this is also back in the, by that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also back in the sports era of blackout games. Oh, remember that? Ooh, growing up when the Patriots were terrible, <laughs> there, there, were, there were years where we, I could never see a Patriots game because nope. it was just blacked out. Oh, and, we got a win this the, year. Oh, we yeah, got for the, three and, this year. <laughs> and for those that don't understand what a blackout game is, that meant if the, so that say the Patriots are playing at home in Foxborough, Sullivan Stadium, if they, if that game is not sold out, they don't show the game on TV. So the game had to be a home game sellout for it to be shown on TV. They got rid of that ages ago, the sellout, the, the, the blackout thing. But that's how it was. Be like, oh, Patriots suck again. They're not on TV. Yeah. Uh, but we did get to see uh, Howie Longo and what's his name? Punch the Patriots GM in the face, though. <laughs> what's his Howie name Long. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Matt Millen. And he punched oh. the GM. What's his name? Dude, Matt Sullivan? Millen's more famous for being a horrendous GM for the Detroit <laughs> Lions than he is for being a good linebacker. And, and punching the Patriots GM in the face. <laughs> Which one? Victor Kayim? No. No, one of the Sullivans. Hey, oh. get your tires. This is Paul Sullivan from Sullivan Tire. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I don't even know if that Sullivan is related to the Patriots. I thought they were. I thought was it Billy Sullivan? Sullivan? Yeah, the, the Sull- they're like the bulges in friggin' the Boston area. Oh, that'll be a that'll be an upcoming episode. The Winter Hill Gang. <laughs> bulges. Oh man. Anyway, yeah. So we were gonna think about like. Um, you know, coming up and having just a discussion. What did you grow up with? What did you, yeah. when you came from school, what did you do on the weekends? Yeah, like what was TV like when you were right. like growing up? What, uh, what was it like in young Tom's house growing up? So so we grew up, and I'm sure you did too, and most people are raised. They grew, grew up in the era of those big, giant furniture TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. And and and, and also in Hold the Hold on. Era, Let me get the good china. You're blocking yeah. the TV. Well, it's in the TV unit. Hold yeah, on. Exactly. It also, that was also the era of actually getting your TV repaired. Like you would go and get like, oh, I need like a, a new fucking tube for the t-. like what? Now it's just like, oh, this 16-inch TV doesn't work. I'm just gonna throw it away and buy a new one at Walmart. I remember doing this. It would also have the radio dial. Yeah, and to move the station, and you would yep. keep switching it. I remember pushing it so far that it went off the thing. Yeah, it would I break. Get it back. <laughs> like it went off the screen. Yeah, like, no, yeah. turning the knob. No. Yeah. yeah, TV. So I, I, I've mentioned this before in other episodes. I, I got it. Had a sister four years old. TV was kind of like a big deal, but then again, it was a kind of a big deal for a lot of people our age because there really was nothing else. Obviously, no social media, no internet. Video games were didn't come around until we got like the atari and stuff so you really had nothing but tv and it was in my house there were certain moments certain days of the week or times of the day where it was like you know like a family thing like oh like seven o'clock we're gonna watch the muppet show or whatever. <laughs> yes. you know what i mean like, <laughs> the muppet show. Yes. you know what i mean yes. or uh, you know saturday morning cartoons like th- that kind of stuff and and eight o'clock was prime time like eight yeah. o'clock is like when the shows came on you know what i mean and it was like a shared experience. Back then, you had like the Saturday movie of the week on ABC. Sunday, 
was like they'd be if sports weren't on, they'd be like a movie on or something. And and that was like the movie that you'd watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember my mom cooking dinner in the kitchen and, you know, around the corner would be the living room with the TV. And what's on? I, oh, I don't know. We're going to watch, you know, fucking 48 hours or whatever the fucking, you know, whatever. Some, or, <laughs> that's a good family movie. The Thornbirds. Oh, that was in the era of TV miniseries. So remember, yeah. Yes. Do you remember like those series? Those were events. Yeah, they would last. It would be all over TV Guide, all yeah. the news. You, you, they, these TV series would dominate and have like millions of millions, like Super Bowl level type you, numbers. You just brought up the other massive bit of TV nostalgia, the TV Guide. Oh. Dude, subscribing to the t- when it was small, when it was the size of like a pocket, like crossword yeah. puzzle book, and you would look at it and it would have like previews, like upcoming events, like highlighted things. And you would look like that Seinfeld episode with the TV guy, like you would look mm-hmm. through the TV guide and you'd be like, and because if you didn't have the TV guide, you had no idea what was on TV. Same thing yeah. with like the newspaper. If you didn't have the newspaper, you didn't know what movies were playing at the theater. Yeah. Oh, you. Why don't you just tell us the name of the movie you want to see? Yeah, then, yeah, then movie for. Uh, yeah. You Dude, would... I used to call the Boston Herald to get the game scores sometimes. Oh, we did that when we were in college gambling. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. And I figured, and, and I, I learned quickly that the team they say first is the team that won. Oh. So if you, if, so if you bet on the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia Six Seventy Sixes, looking at the NBA, it was Boston. You're like, fuck, fuck, Boston <laughs> won. It means I lost. Yeah, and it's funny because it wouldn't be that. You wouldn't be looking to see if the Celtics won. You guys, you gamblers, would be like, it was Western Western Alaska State versus <laughs> versus University of <laughs> Boise Technical Institute. <laughs> You're like, fuck, they covered. Oh, yeah, yeah. but I, I mean it was it was just so funny how like T back then, like you said, with like the Thornbirds and stuff, it those were like events, and it would be funny to be like. Part Roots. Do you remember like, as a little kid when Roots oh, came? Yeah, like, and, but it, it was funny. Each part would be like a week away. Like every Saturday night, you would have to watch. Like that was it. You'd have to wait like a week. But it was like all in the news. It, became, yeah. it was like the big thing. Yep. And uh, growing up, I see, I don't know how much you had. You guys, you're not a first generation. I am. Yep. So in my household, I always tell the story of my grandfather. Yep. So when I did never spoke the language came over here you know 60s late 60s and the things that he would watch were all westerns yep. and wrestling mm-hmm. because you didn't need to learn the language to watch that's the good guy that's a bad guy he got me invested yeah, exactly. in wrestling and he got me invested in in, in westerns mm-hmm. so a couple of the things that stick out to me are like non-television program things I would say is watching Saturday morning wrestlings. Yeah. And then sometimes Saturday afternoon, you'd catch the Atlanta wrestlers, like the flair, whatever he was doing or the Von Eriks. And what about the Duke stuff. of Dorchester? Would you catch him <laughs> on in the afternoon? On show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't catch Barry O and the rest of the fucking goons, but I would watch that. I watched, you know, he would always have uh, big Valley, the Virginian, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the one with uh, Gunsmoke? Gunsmoke, gun uh, the, the rifleman. rifleman. The rifleman. I love yeah. fucking Chuck. Uh, Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors. Oh, he was yeah. the best. And you'll see. I'll be talking about a show of his coming up. But the other one was um, what's the one? Uh, 
uh, with Lorne Green and uh, Michael Landon. Oh, oh Wild King. Oh, oh, Wild King. Oh, Bonanza and Bonanza. Oh, oh, I'm thinking Lorne Green. I'm thinking of Wild Kingdom. <laughs> I'm thinking Battlestar Galactica. No. Um, so I would watch a lot of those Westerns growing up and see some of that stuff. And then, you know, you would have our Saturday cartoons. I That's love. another thing, though, like yeah. bringing that up, like watching TV with like you you watch stuff with your grandfather. I'm sure you watch stuff with your dad. I watch a lot of stuff with my dad. I didn't watch dad. any shit with my dad. Nothing. Oh, OK. Never. Okay. He never okay. watched like other than sports. My okay. dad doesn't watch TV. He, he okay. worked nonstop in the restaurants. Okay. Um, eventually, my parents were able to get that Greek TV stuff. And so that was their stuff. And we had our own. So I never yeah. grew up watching TV with my parents. I grew up watching it a little with my brother. If he let me hang out with him, if I, yep. if I was cool enough at that point or cousins and friends and uh, or my grandfather and stuff. I'd watch TV with him. But I don't I know if I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if I watched it with my dad. I just remember being aware of what he was watching, and then I would just kind of sidle yeah, up I, and like watch exactly. the stuff. And it was like the class. It was the classic sitcoms, and it was always anything that had to do with like Rockford Files or like oh, you know, like like, 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 cop, like, like cop like cop like cop Manix. Well, yeah, cause that kind of stuff, but stuff that it was Barnaby st- Jones. <laughs> st- no, not Barnaby Jones. That that one we did not watch. But stuff that had like a like a comedic like a like a like because you know like Jim Rockford was kind of like a wise ass, yeah, but the show Manics was always like and fun. All the other stupid, yeah, shit like there. like wise cracking guys like yeah. that kind of stuff, and then sitcoms. And I don't want to give away two other many others because we're, we're, we're going to run down at the end of the episode a couple. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Favorites, but but those are the fun things too. How about this? I don't know because you had a sister, I had a brother. Yep. Creature double feature, all the Godzilla shit. Oh, I watched. Oh, yeah. Saturdays. That was right? most of the on time. Saturdays, yeah. yeah. Watching yep. all those Godzilla things. Yep. yep. And being, being like, why? Why is everybody Japanese? Where the fuck is America? Where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, huh? The other the other big the other big thing, too, was being so there was a weird there was a weird phase in the late 70s, early 80s. My, my parents had their their best friends from like high school. And every Saturday night, my parents would either go to their house or they would come to our house or they would go to like dinner. And it was like a Saturday night out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking like now, like I remember like my dad would put on like a shirt and tie. And it would yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, are you coming over? Hold on. Let me throw on my slides and a fucking <laughs> kiss shirt. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. like, like, I'm like, it's amazing how formal it's that Sebastian scalpel thing about it's oh, called yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, he's exact. That was a word. Yeah, my mom, we had company. My mom did have the Sarah Lee over to the <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, but like, I know, like, we'd have family. Oh, your godfather's coming to see you. My godfather, I haven't seen him so long. He gave yeah. me 20 bucks. He's the nicest man. Meanwhile, yeah. he's asking my dad, hey, you got 500 bucks I can borrow? You got 500 bucks. I just called that sports home. line and but I my lost. My dad cut him off. I'd never see. What about my godfather? Why does he come around anymore? He's no he's good. That piece of shit. And then my, so my grandmother would come to the house and like, you know, babysit because my sister yeah. and I were young at the time. And then we would be forced to watch some of her shows. All right. Please tell me that your grandma, because mine, who doesn't speak any English, go ahead, made us watch the Lawrence Welk show. Boom. You just stole it. That was it, brother. Right. That's the big, that's the big one. And I'm like, the why the Lawrence fuck am I watching this shit? Who yep. the fuck gave this guy, looking back now, who the fuck gave that guy a fucking TV show all those years? Yep. The, the Lawrence Welk show oh. was every burned in my brain on what on what every time <laughs> I'm like oh. Nana too. <laughs> yeah, Grandma's coming over. Oh, Lawrence Welk. I'm like, oh God, kill me. Oh, and yep. you know the other thing she liked? 
Family Feud. Oh yeah, well, game shows were game shows were, but Family Feud uh, was always big. The Price Is Right on the Saturday. Oh my, Family Feud. You could play that like sitting around like the fam, like after dinner or something. You could like you could play that that together. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, the my grandmother loved The Price Is Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You know my favorite thing, my story, my favorite story of my grandmother and TV. So (laughs) she didn't understand really the concept. She would watch the hockey games. Oh, okay. And and the Bruins like would give up a goal. Yeah. And then they show the replay. And in Greek, she'd be like, huh, the idiots, they gave up another one. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, no, you're trying to. They're showing it her. again. No, no, that's a replay. Huh, they gave oh. up another one. <laughs> oh, the poor woman. Yeah. Then the but, other, th- another, another thing, the kid, the kid, the, I say the kids, the kids today, like when something was on. So specifically referencing like the holiday specials, like Rudolph mm-hmm. and Frosty. When oh. that was on, when that dude, when those were on, and if you missed it, that's it. No oh, DVD. You there, there was no DVD. There was no on demand. There was no VCR to record it. Like it was, and that was an event. And that's where the TV guide came in. You'd flip and be like, oh, Charlie Brown's going to be on Tuesday night at eight. Boom, there we go. And if Did you, you missed try it, try to that's catch it. every Charlie Brown holiday special. I all of them. All, all of them. Yeah. And, and, and I remember. And I remember there were certain ones that were like so like hard to like. I remember like like the heat miser. Like when is that going to be on? It's never on. Yeah, I can't find they, it. And then the like, rumor is they put it off because they say hell in it. Yeah, like exactly. Right, or right. something. They took it off. They don't show it anymore. But like like great pumpkin Charlie Brown. If you oh. miss that, you got to wait till next Halloween. And then like, everybody would talk about it the next day. Did you see it? Did you see yeah. it? In grade yeah. school. Yeah. yeah. And the other one was I remember missing and I and I saw it and I would try to see it every year, but maybe they just stopped playing it because it wasn't that good. It was Fat Albert's Halloween. Special. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Albert. Dude, that is the that is a morbidly obese 400 pound teenager. <laughs> Give me candy, huh? <laughs> and then growing up too, and this is before they signed this. Well, this is obviously before streaming and everything, but before this movie signed a deal, might have been with NBC. It was like what do they call it? Like public domain or whatever. And it, it's a wonderful life was on every channel every day during the month of December. It was on, uh, e- really? and then and and then they signed. That. Yeah, then there was like an, some kind of deal where they signed a deal with like NBC or a network, mm-hmm. and they would show it like once or twice, and that was it. But before it would be on constantly, like, like 56, 38, like all day long. I love every that day. shit. Yeah, oh, me too. I mean, no, me too. And I, you know, then you'd get into this is pre cable. We can get into the cable stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the movies and the cheesy 80s movies that they kept yep. playing the same 20 movies over and over again in yep. early cable days. Yep. But yeah, you would try to watch those. And if you missed it, you are fucking shit out of luck. Oh yeah, cable, cable. That could be a whole future episode. Eighties, the advent of cable. That can be a whole other thing. Yeah, um, and so the things that we grew up with kind of sound similar. And then there were the sitcoms. There were the serious oh, yeah. shows. There were the um, the westerns. There were the the cop shows that we'd watch. Variety sh- variety shows. Variety I got one on my list. Here. I got my, I got one on my list here that was huge in my house. All right, so. We were like, I don't want to make this a, like I want to have a discussion on this. Yeah, but you know us, we can't do anything without a list. So right. we say, let's come up with a playlist of ten, not yeah. in order. We're not doing these in order. No, no, no. So, um, let me start this one off, Tom. Okay, go ahead. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And till this day, if it's on, I will watch it. Don't ask it me is. why. I, I, I know what it is. The Brady Bunch. Yep. Me too. I, 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 it has I to be I, on here. I we all watch believe, it. All, I, I, we're all embarrassed by it, but we watch it. Obsessively watched it. And, and you would be like, oh, this is an old episode. This one's about Bobby. You'd be like, oh, this episode's about Jan. Fuck. Like, I always try to watch it and for the cringe factor of mike like like what the fuck bobby i said put that shit down like see if he would ever like snap and how he like everything was done like the perfect parenting way yeah and everything was like nobody was out of the way <laughs> even when like the teaching about cindy glitch like even that baby chalk baby chalk it's the one you can walk Hey, people made fun of the way I talk to. So I called up Pete Brady to fucking beat some kid up for me. Hey, these two fucking assholes for boss to keep picking on me. <laughs> he take care of them for me. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Not Peter, Chris, Peter Brady. <laughs> All right, Pete, I'll see you later. Thanks a lot. And then and then you'd and then be like, oh, this is an episode they're gonna show Sam the Butcher. Oh, he's funny. Sam the Butcher. Remember the one where they, he was a KGB agent? Like yeah, all that shit you got into and you remember oh Bobby and the fucking soap and made the whole house full of or, soap. Or Greg when his hair turns orange because he <laughs> buys the fucking hair. <laughs> when he has the Mexican mustache and they went out on the date. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> and they went on the date with those other Mexican people and the Mexican guy's like, uh, those young men are, are necking over there. And it's Greg and Becky with a big, thick mustache. And then the episodes when Marsha got hot. Uh, when she was like older. Oh. Dude, let's let's let you know. Come on. The episode is when she gets fucking drilled in the nose. Boom. Oh, that's because I don't know how to fucking play football. Dude, terrible throw. Watch the instant <laughs> replay on that. Terrible throw. Ooh, oh, Alice Marsh. is giving them some lessons at night. 
Ooh, Sam the Butcher, like the Beastie Boys once said, like Sam the Butcher bringing Alice the meat. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Brady Bunch because yeah. as corny, as cheesy as it was, that thing is yep. till this yep. day. If the Brady Bunch, something's on, oh, a Brady Bunch reunion, oh, a Brady Bunch, you stop and watch it. Let's yep. be honest. Yep. And there's and, a lot I of know copycats the- from that. Oh, big time from big that time. show. Eight is enough and stupid shit like that. And don't forget, we, we, let, let, before we move on from the Brady Bunch, let's not forget about the worst thing in the history of the Brady Bunch. That little fucker, Oliver. <laughs> when when oh. Eric Singer joins the oh. fucking cast. <laughs> that little fucking dork. And it was so funny because he knew he was a dork. Oh, I don't know what was worse. That, that haircut, which was prevalent in that day. Him and the kid from Eight is Enough, like, got those fucking hairdos that everyone started getting. The big the mushroom, bowl cuts. Yeah, the mushroom, mushroom dickhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or those John Lennon goggles he used to wear. Oh, fucking twerp. Yeah. Yeah. All so right, we're going to have a, we're gonna have some similar ones here. So Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch on my list. Now, I'll save this one because I didn't really get into this until I was a little bit older because my parents were like, hey, you're not watching this right now. But a big one that we used to watch. Yeah. And I know you obviously fucking love it. Was good times. Oh, dude. I mean, hands down, the best TV dad of all time. Of course, he's the best TV dad. And I'll tell you right now, it's still burning my brain. That episode when they get the telegram that he's dead. Fucking remember that stupid fucking nor they got in Norman Lear and him got into it. Dude, he was the best. Anytime like something happened and then his temper would come and his eyes and his nostrils would flare. Terrifying. He was, dude, he beat the kid with a belt on TV. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't even his kid. He was like whacking the fucking kid. He was, oh, and then you had Walona and Buffalo Butt, Mr. Bookman. (laughs) And and all the other characters, Sweet Daddy. (laughs) What's the name? The Wino? What's the name? Oh, okay. And then uh, who's the other one? Uh, Sweet Lenny used to come out with the big glasses, open up his jacket, and he'd all have all the fucking counterfeit shit he was selling. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like John Amos was like, "Hey, coming to America, use some of this shit that I was in Good Times." Oh, jeez. And then don't forget Dude. a young a young Janet Jackson with a very serious episode. Remember her? Oh, but she was getting beaten. Her mom was burning her with the iron. Remember that episode? <laughs> what kind of shit were they laughing at? we doing watch? between that and friggin' the kids getting friggin' abused by the friggin' different strokes, Mr. Bike Shop guy? <laughs> we'll oh, we'll get to that one. Oh, too. I know we'll get to that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. But like, yeah, like, I don't know. Good Times was everything like they wanted to show you. Like, it's okay. This is a, a real black family. It was, you know, they came off of, think of how many spinoffs that came off of. Yeah. All in the family, then became Maud, and then from Maud became Good Times. Yep. Right? So that's yep. insane in and of itself. And they were going to have the mom be like a, a, a single mom. But they're like, no, we're not going to show the, the stereotypical yeah. of like a broken family stuff. No, we're going to show the dad there. And there were some great. just great episodes that every time I see James and his father comes to visit that he ran away left them oh and, yeah yeah and yeah he comes and sees them and they reconnect every time i get teary eyed every yeah. single time i can't watch that without crying it was one of the few shows that did that was amazing at balancing like the comedy with the drama yeah you know? and it, but, it was really it was good well done no no again the best dad he was so oh yeah fucking awesome and and just and so compa- cool 
and compare the difference of the previous show we were just talking about. Mike Brady? Oh, <laughs> mister? <laughs> From the movement. Yeah. Go, go ahead. my wife. <laughs> but when you use language like that, um, like, and one other thing I have to bring it up because it's so stupid. He was like fucking like 15 years younger than his wife, Esther oh, Roll. Yeah. Oh, you can Esther Roll, a.k.a. David Ortiz. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking two of them put them together. They look exactly like David Ortiz and Esther Roll. But uh, he was like 15 years younger. Do you yeah. remember the, like, I guess he got into real hot water with the cast because he went on Howard Stern and Howard Stern said, you should have won Academy Awards and acting awards because you sat there with a straight face and told Esther Roll that she was beautiful. Oh. And he was laughing about it. And then oh, I guess the cast yeah. afterwards heard yeah. about and got pissed because yeah, Esther well, was like a real like fight for like civil oh, rights and women oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. And for the, the black image on TV and good for her. And yeah. she was all serious. You don't fuck with her. Yeah. All right. Yeah. David Ortiz. Yeah. <laughs> David Ortiz got pissed. <laughs> Anyways, that was a good time. Sorry, Tom. So I'm going to go one that I kind of already mentioned a little bit. And it's not a TV show. It was WWF. Okay. Um, I back grew when up was, with back that when it was called WWF. Yeah, not WWE. And okay. that was Hulk Hogan-led fucking All-American. Yeah, I am a real American. Yep. All that shit. My grandfather, I still to this day don't know how he brought me and my brother to the garden. He doesn't speak a fucking word of English. And brought us to the garden and we saw Snooker fight. Captain Lou Albano in a steel cage and yep. saw him jump off the steel cage onto Lou Albano. Uh, unbelievable shit. I loved wrestling. And it is true. It's simple back then. There was no uh oh sports entertainment. Everybody right. believed it. You had to believe it. It was yep. it wasn't they weren't fucking around. And as a young kid, you get up, no, come on, he's got to win this match. He's got to win. I got so into wrestling back yeah. then. And still to this day, I'm into it. But yep. um, yeah, WWF, I never got into the Ric Flair shit. I never got into the Von Erichs and all that other stuff. They weren't really showing. We're from Boston. So we got the WWF and the New York channels. Yeah. And uh, we every Saturday, I got to see him. And Jesse the Body Ventura, come on, McMahon. And him I, and all his racist comments, Chico oh, Santana and oh, man, Coco Beware. The B stands for buckwheat. What the fuck? Imagine, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and then yep. they would show the women. And by the way, the best villain of that era was Ravishing Rick Rune. He'd come that out. That was the best. And he uh, cut the music. What I like now is for all you Cincinnati sweat hog, fat, underemployed. Losers to keep the noise down while I show your ladies what a real man looks like. <laughs> was it ravishing Rick Rude? Who was the guy that insulted the audience? He's like, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture. Him and the Bobby the Brain Enid. So fucking hilarious. And then they would cut the fucking women like going nuts. And one would be a big woman, and Jesse would be like, Look at her, McMahon, tons of fun. Oh, my God, love it. <laughs> and then I'll never like there's little things now. You look back on YouTube videos, you're like, oh my God. Pat yeah. Patterson, who was gay, who was now gay, and it's all yep. Like, oh. Yep. <laughs> fucking, what's his name? Is showing his body off. What's his name there? Uh, Rick Rude. He's like, look, it's Pat Patterson going nuts. 
Dude, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Back now, in the day. Now, yep. now you pick up on shit. You're like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah, you got uh, into wrestling. You, you, yeah, you got into that way more than me. Oh, that's I loved it growing up. Wrestling but, mania and all that shit. Well, that leads me. That's a good segue to my next one, because this is a show that I, I know my parents would watch with us. Speaking of sweat hogs. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, Carter. Loved, yeah. loved loved this show one of the best one of the best ensemble casts gabe cotter and his wife and every episode ended with him telling like a horrible dad joke yes you know yes um he happens f- to be probably the least handsome charismatic fucking leading man for a tv show of all time but i think that's what made it freaking hilarious was he, he was just a complete dweeb just <laughs> you know yeah, it was with it was the great. mustache and that afro that he had yeah, going it like on. Groucho Marx kind yeah. of shit going. Yeah, great, <laughs> great show. And the you know the sweat hogs were just funny. I loved them all. Travolta, and, obviously, every I man. It's everybody was like in love with Travolta. I didn't like when they brought the fucking uh, fake Travolta guy on. No, remember the guy oh, took God, over yeah. him, like the southern yeah. guy. You can't but, do that. Yeah, no, no, no. And then you got Epstein and Epstein's mom and Washington. Oh, I love <laughs> Hi Freddy, there, Freddie Freddy boom. boom Boom Washington. Hi there. <laughs> love that. Guy. That was a fun show. Yeah. Yep. And the yep. theme. And that's when theme music. That you think of WKRP. That and all the Duke. That was a Hazard. real song, John yeah. Sebastian. That was a real song. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, the era music. Yes. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yep. that's one I had on my list over here, Tom. So I'll go to a different one too, and I'll go to a kind of a theme here, and that was westerns. Now, okay. I, we already talked a little bit about the Rifleman and uh, Bonanza and all those other shows, but a show that I watched. And not many people might remember this, but it starred Chuck Connors and it was branded. I don't know if you remember that show. I don't. Branded the was the name of it? Branded. And the theme okay. music is very good. It's by a, a well-written, like, Hollywood writer came up with the where he was a um, uh, Civil War veteran. Okay. And everybody in his air in his group died except for him. And okay. because he wanted to protect the reputation of his... Uh, I don't know if it was the captain or whoever the cavalry leader was. He didn't want to admit that the guy had lost it and, and everyone died. So he won't admit that's what happened. So everyone thinks he's a chicken, but he's like one of the best soldiers. So he would travel the West and get into all these adventures, but his name preceded him. So he'd always have to overcome like being, you're so-and-so, you're the coward that did it. And it was just I can't awesome. believe there's a show I love- like, I can't believe I never heard of that. You never wow. heard of Brandon? I have the never. box set. Wow. It Holy is crap. my favorite. Such okay. a great show. And the, the theme music. Every, I, I bet you will be a ton of people that will remember the okay. theme music. Even Al Bundy and Married with Children did an episode where he really? was security cop. And the yeah. people stole like the poke high trophy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he had to stand there and they stripped his thing off. That's what they do in Branded. They okay. Sh- the, the, the cavalry, whatever, at the fort, they strip him off and then yeah. they kick him out. And he has to. Like live with shame, even though he didn't do anything. See, uh, my dad, ne- my, show. my dad never watched westerns. Oh, surprisingly, loved never it. got into them. Yeah, and that was my favorite one. I went out years, years and years ago, about 10, 15 years ago. I found the box set of, of DVDs and I bought it. Season and there was two seasons of it. Fucking okay. awesome! I love Brandon. Nice. I love Chuck Connors, and he's well known for what movie did he make an appearance in that you might remember? 
Are we talking horror movies or because yeah. he, he was he's, in he's, naked? He's, he's he was in, in naked, uh, not naked guy. He was in Airplane Two. He's also in one of the most underrated creepy fucking horror movies from the late seventies, Taurus Trap. Yeah, he did um like some like weird like almost porn shit in later on his career. Yeah, he got weird. And yeah. he's also well known. Also, I'm I'm known very very well for pulling large pieces of furniture from my ass. For being, I think, the first two sport professional athlete oh really? baseball okay. professionally and you played for the celtics oh wow did okay yeah, yeah. i did two know sport that. athlete professional okay. athlete chuck Connor. wow nice yeah all right I, I, we let's i got another one here this is kind of the first of a duo here and I'm, once i say this i think everybody out there will understand what followed it every night yeah and that's just that's happy days oh yeah huge one huge one always it, this is a show where i didn't care what era it was. I didn't care if it was Al or if it was friggin' Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or if it was Mr. Miyagi or whatever his name was. What was what was Pat Arnold's name? Arnold, Arnold. Thank you. Al and Arnold. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved the I love the whole show. I love every episode was great. All the characters were great. It was just it was just a fun, like feel-good show, and every episode was always entertaining in some way. And that was a huge one in my house. Yeah, and what I think about every time was Ralph Mouth. And I think it Fucking uh, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, look at this redhead. What do they say to you? What did your girlfriend fuck me? How would he do it? Do me, Ralph Mouth. <laughs> Ralph Mouth. The oh, best was Potsy because Potsy thought he could sing. Like his Dell used to call fucking Murph, Murph Potsy. <laughs> Don't see now people are going to come, but he meant it with love. He, okay. he meant it with love. But anyway, the thing that I want to say is I will say Henry Winkler has to be one of the greatest actors of all time that he made a five foot six guy look like the toughest son of a bitch. Yep. He was amazing between the motorcycle, the jukebox, you know, and and then coming to my, the office was the men's room. Like, I mean, he had that apartment. I mean, the guy, he was a fucking legendary character. Yeah. Legendary. And they, like, he wasn't this big, huge muscle head, just this guy. He was just essence of cool. That's right. Yep. Uh, I, I I mean, yeah, I grew up with happy days. Everybody yeah. loves happy days. Yep. So, all right, Tom, that's a good one. And I know what will be coming after next. It's the sister show. Obviously. Exactly. The yep. Gary Marshall fucking shit. That's right. That's right. Um, so for me next, I will mention, how about this? I'll go into the Star Trek sci-fi. Never I loved it. it. Loved it. I watched okay. the um, like the original Star Trek. Yeah, I never got okay. into Next Generation or anything like that. I watched the um, the original on syndication and stuff. And then when the movies came out, I got into it, especially Wrath of Khan, the greatest Star Trek movie of all time. I've never seen anything Star Trek. <gasps> Star Trek Wrath of Khan has got some of the greatest dialogue oh, of. I all know the time. movies, but never did it. I was like, nope, I'm a Star Wars geek. I'm not a Star Khan! Trek. Yeah. No, oh, never, never did. I, it. Yeah, Star Trek has some great the original because you can follow it. Not the next generation, fifteen other generations is like. Yeah, you got to be yeah. fucking Elon Musk to understand the plot. What's going on? Yeah, oh, no, we back. We travel back in time. When you did that, you became him, and he became you, and this happened. You're like, what? Um, the old stuff, dude. There was an episode once. Like, first of all, Kirk is banging everything, no matter what it is. And that's the other oh, yeah. thing. Oh, hot chicks on this on Star Trek constantly. And <laughs> he would bang everything inside. There was an episode, one of my favorite ones. They land on a planet 
and the god Apollo was there. Okay. And they're trying to show that the Greek gods were real and that they lived in 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 on Earth many years ago. And just what? like you know, things move yeah. around in planets, yeah. and well, they were treated as gods and they were worshipped there. And, wow. and and so, like, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Is that how they're explaining it? And like you're like, hmm, maybe if there were space creatures back then, yeah, of course they would be treated like it's just fun stuff and Spock. Leonard Nimoy is just such oh, a yeah. fun character. The way awesome. he played it, and uh, you know, the dashing, damn it, Jim. Like you know, he was damn just it, Jim. So- <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you ever see the Simpsons one where they were making fun of it? Like so old, and they were showing the Simpsons. They were showing what's his name there, Scotty. Because Scotty hit the button, he's so fat. He's like, I can't, Captain. His belly's <laughs> out, and he's like, he can't press the button. Ah, uh, Star Trek was just, it it was perfectly done. Couple yeah. of years, episodes, then they did the movie. Now, I, I mean, I, I never got into it. I'm glad it's there, because in case I ever really want to get into the rest of those, I can. But the yeah. original Star Trek was just something else. Nice. I'm going to shift gears away from, like, sitcoms that, like, I like that hold like memories like for me individually yeah. a couple shows that my that were my dad's favorite that i got into just because they were there was like a, his, his number one so to me michael will my son michael will remember that seinfeld is my all-time favorite show mm-hmm. i for i forever will remember that mash is my dad's all-time favorite show he got me into it to the point where i started watching it with him and i loved it i yeah. mean he that that was his show mash i'm not um, sure if there was another more critically acclaimed award-winning tv show i think that was yep. probably one the most because it could be another show that balanced absolute hilarity with very grim serious like i mean it was a, it was a mobile uh, mobile army surgical hospital i remember yeah, telling my people dad, died on the show oh, absolutely many times of course yeah. yeah um but like hawk i mean alan alda one of the all-time great sitcom characters in the history of tv uh just a great friggin' show well acted well written tons of awesome characters back when jamie farr could dress as a woman and have it be funny oh good luck getting away with that today yep so yeah i mean it's one of those that i may not have watched it and i did watch a couple times and think i know enough to know who's who of course yeah but there's respect there exactly yep and that theme music is beautiful have you ever heard the song with the this words? Yeah, yeah, song. I have. Yeah, with the lyrics. Yeah. yeah, suicide is painless. That's the name of the song. It's horrendous, especially when you <laughs> hear the words. It's like the most. <laughs> it's awful. Oh my god! But it's uh, it became a, a joke. Chris Rock said, "I haven't seen white people so mad since they canceled Mash." <laughs> Remember that? Yes, yes. The yes. last episode of Mash, I think, was the was like wa- the, it was the, like the it it was like the the most watched non Super Bowl. TV yeah, and like it history. became I mean, a, uh, a point of reference when you would right. reference something. Well, it's not the you know the last episode of Mash. You people would use that constantly because of how big it was. That's right. Because yeah. back in the days of like where there really wasn't much to watch, and it, a Mash was like the biggest show on TV, and then B when the final episode, and then you talk about syndication, endless syndication, kind of oh. like before streaming when Seinfeld was on constantly on TBS. Seven days a week, all day on TBS. Mash was the same way. Yeah, Mash. On oh, and then there was After Mash. 
Oh, God, don't even talk about just unwatchable. <laughs> Do you know that that guy is the same guy that did Trapper John M.D.? Like, oh, that's this- another good show. That's a good show. That was a good. That was a pretty good show. Yeah. But the fucking character became yeah. somebody completely different. Yep. It was a beard yep. and a fucking all that shit. But he was yep. supposed to be the guy from MASH. Yep. That's right. Weird. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was all from MASH. All right, Tom. Um, I'm I'm going to go with another one that, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't have picked or you probably wouldn't remember. Okay. And that is, I'm going to go back to an old thing, and that was The Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yep. With Clayton Moore. Okay. I fucking loved watching that with my grandfather. Okay. Oh, the theme, of course. The theme and the way he was. And he was like, Clayton Moore was like the perfect, like Christopher Reeve was the perfect Superman. Superman. Yeah. He was the perfect Lone Ranger. And his partner there, who's in a million things, there, the guy that played Tonto. I just love the Lone mm-hmm. Ranger. It was a fun, easy going. So I used to watch it all the time. My grandfather and stuff. I remember seeing clips of it and stuff. Of course, everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. And that was a, uh, I just remember him having problems years later on in his life and lawsuits. Cause he kept wearing the mask and they're like, you can't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, what do you do? Sue this old man. Leave him alone. That's all the guy has for God's sakes. Leave yeah, him alone. Give him, give him, let him die with some dignity. Come on. Yep. Yeah. The Lone Ranger would be mine. Nice. Another one that I that I, I watched because my dad did, and I ended up getting into it. And this is kind of like the sweet spot. It was like a cop show, but it was a sitcom with an ensemble cast. Barney Miller. Oh, oh yes. my god, dude! With that Lo- mustache. Great theme song. Great cast. Oh yeah, the, the theme song Al- from Wicked Lester. Yeah, yeah, pretty exactly, kind of, yeah. Um, just a funny show that just the, Barney Miller and Mash. Like, I just think of my dad when I watch those and how funny and, and fun and they, they were good shows. They had like plots to them. You know what I mean? Uh, but just so a really many funny side on- characters. Yes. There, yep. there was like, you're getting hit from all sides. There are like yep. eight to like people that could pop in in the episode. You'd be like, yep. he's got yep. a little bit. He's got a little bit. He's got a little bit. Um, yep. I'll never forget one Barney Miller episode. It's one of my favorite if you can find it on YouTube, it's probably there. Yep. And that was where this guy got arrested and he was claiming he was Jesus. Oh, and God. they couldn't and they couldn't prove that he wasn't. He's a character actor. You've seen him in a million things afterwards. And he was Jesus. And then uh, the guy, what's his name there? Was it Ron Glass? That plays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about his girlfriend on the phone, what he's going to do with her. And he looks over and he sees the guy. And it's like, yep. Uh, and, oh, just. <laughs> So good. That's one of my favorite episodes. And they end up having a discussion about like, prove that I'm not. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. and he's like, do we put this guy in a mental hospital where, you know, this guy's not safe. You know, what are we doing? But then yep. they're like, hey, hold on. How do you know? Like shit starts happening and they're like, yeah. wait a minute. So yep. anyways, I, 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 Barney Mill is a great pick, Tom. Yeah. Now <laughs> I'm going to stay with the little older kind of shows, not as old as the Lone Ranger. But okay. another superhero, and that is the original Batman series. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yes. fucking watched that religiously. Yep. I don't know why I fucking watched the Catwoman in Batgirl so many oh, times. Dude, Catwoman. I, I, you hear me brag about this. I know. I know. Newmar is any. That's going to be one of our things, Tom. Uh, women in their prime. That you will oh, be another Dome Damage episode. Our oh, favorite absolutely. hot TV chicks. Oh, in their prime. Yeah. 66 Julie Newmar in the Catwoman outfit. Oh, yeah. It was so 
Like you watch it now, you can get a kick out of it. So intentionally cheesy. Hold oh, on. Oh yeah. They're stealing. They're getting away. We're gonna. They're gonna kill. Do you have your seatbelt on, Robin? <laughs> holy, holy seatbelt, Batman! You're right. We always must obey the law. <laughs> like it's just so cheesy. Terrible. It's fucking terrible. hilarious. Egghead, King Tut, fucking the Joker, <laughs> Cesar Romero with his mustache underneath the makeup. The show was awesome. So oh, funny. Every every like character actor of that time like was ended up becoming uh, a villain. So yep. fucking cool. I, yep. I I love it. I love the theme music to it. I I love love, and it's not just uh, Batgirl and Julie Newmar as Catwoman. Other like villainesses like that were on that show, like or, like be the Joker's henchwoman or something like that, all dressed in tight fucking shiny clothes. You're just like, oh, it's what crazy. am I seeing? Yeah, oh, so yeah. Hot. So hot. Yeah, anyway, right. probably my favorite show from this entire era, and I really I kind of had to sneak it in until I got a little bit older because, of course, the 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 innuendos and all the just the the stuff. But you've heard me talk about it before, and that's Three's Company. Just oh. fucking, and then the fact that I found on so Pluto is a streaming service. It's completely free, no subscription, but it's one of the greatest streaming services out there. And they have like dedicated channel. They have literally a Three's Company channel. That's so like, good. and it and and they have they have a whole classic TV roster of like they have like a Love Boat channel. We haven't mentioned Love Boat. Oh. They have, they have like a Love Boat channel, Three's Company, channel, and I just fucking absolutely have always. I still love it now three's company and i remember that would be like i kind of have to sneak it in because i was like a little too young to be watching that one in its prime i watched it in its prime on syndication everything honestly i probably i look at this list you know we say john amos is the greatest tv dad the probably my favorite lead actor comedic actor on anything john ritter oh yeah so likable so funny Yep. That whole show, Three's Company, yes, they're going to miss have a misunderstanding. It's going to be something stupid. There's going to be an innuendo. That's it. Every so episode. Fucking funny, though. Yep. So stupid. And Mr. Furley and Mr. Roper. Oh, the and, best. Larry Dallas. Oh, Larry Dallas. Larry Dallas, the Greek neighbor. He come out with the chest hair. Remember oh, when Larry so went good. streaking? <laughs> he was so good. He was so good. I, it was such a fucking ahead of its time. And yeah. I'm surprised it didn't get canceled with the Jack has to act like he's gay and, and Mr. Roper, Mr. Furley making gay jokes, making gay like, jokes and all that stuff. But yeah. You know, in the end, they all treated, they liked him as a person, as a friend. So I think it opened up doors, if anything, because yeah. they treated him like it's somebody, you know, they may have kidded. That's because they're older and ignorant about that stuff. But they liked Jack as a person and they were still. They, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't. I just, I have a three's company is a top five for me. Oh, so me I'm going to trust. Yep. I'm just picking stuff. If you didn't pick it, I have like a list of twenty something here. So okay. if you didn't pick it, I'm not picking. Three's company would have been in there. Good times would have been in there. But yep. yeah, John Ritter is just in a place of his own. Such a likable character. Plus, he had the great line from Bad Santa where he talked about the guy. You know, he's a little guy. Didn't have these like you know sausage fingers. <laughs> I thought, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, poor! John that'll be a Dorm Ritter. Damage episode. Christmas movies. Oh, oh and by yeah. the way, before we move on, who would your favorite roommate be? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, 
jump ahead. I'm going to say I liked Terry the best. I did like I did like Terry. She was the hottest. I think I thought Suzanne Summers became so she was stupid a, she and was annoying boy, yeah. by the end when she had the ponytail on the side. Like, yeah, she was she was a big freaking. Yeah, yeah. And like early, she was good. Yeah, and even the they, tall one, Cindy the Klutz. She was Cindy hot. was Cindy Cindy. I liked Cindy, but she was kind of Terry was cute and kind of checked off all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like. Who, maybe you liked Lana the neighbor. I was just going to say Lana, the one who was always just trying to bang Jack. <laughs> oh. She was like horny. She was like the horny gilf milf. Like and then RF kept trying to pick her up. Oh, he tried to pick up everybody. Oh, I don't know. Don't sleep on little Joyce DeWitt. Not Vinnie Vincent, oh, but Joyce no, DeWitt. No, Joyce. She was not oh, attractive. She was cute. She was cute. Not attractive at cute. all. All right, all right Tom. You know what, Tom? I'm just going to go to the top of my list. Okay. Near the top. And that is. The Jeffersons. Oh, I can't believe it took this long to get there. Because oh. I know there's going to be one other show that's going to be in there, too. Oh, yeah. Now that's double one for me. Yep. But the Jeffersons in George Jefferson. Oh, God. Was incredible. Bad. Incredible. So Sherman Hemsley had some fuck. He's like John Ritterish. His charisma oh. and his like quick one-liners and his personality. He could do anything and I'd find him funny. Yep. I agree. He's right? the best. He's the oh, best. It just... <laughs> what was the spinoff from that? Wasn't there a spinoff? Well, for a little bit, what's the name? Went off on her own. She came back. Florence. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Yeah. It, it wasn't 227. <laughs> no, no. That was I a know. different I, I know. I know. I know. Mr. Bentley. Ew, Mr. J. <laughs> oh, God. It's a great show. Great show. Oh, that was a great. All one. right. I'm going to go to another one. I, for some reason, I remember this being on like after school. I don't know if I ever watched it like. When it was on, quote unquote, it was just so stupid. And I think as I got older, I just watched it for the chicks. That was Ooh. Gilligan's Island. Oh. Because when I was younger, I was like, oh, Ginger. Oh. Dude, this, they got a porn star on the <laughs> island with them? They're lucky. Oh, Ginger. Um, I watch Gilligan's Island all the time. I now love it. I like so I dumb. Just, it's so fucking stupid. Like all the things they come up with, they couldn't get on there. They couldn't build a boat all that time. <laughs> it's so dumb. The show is so dumb. It doesn't have staying power. It has like nostalgia power for me. Yeah. And it was just funny. Like the professor was like, and yeah, the friggin' the, the howls. I love it. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, and then I don't know. We'll have to talk about, uh, Marianne or Ginger? Oh, Ginger. Mm. Oh. Oh, hey, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> little buddy. That was a funny show, though. Oh. But yeah, it doesn't really have very good staying power, but it was a one it was one that I watched obsessively. That's yeah, from the guys that did the Brady Bunch. That's why That's it's right. like so corny that you look back and you're like, Ooh, oh. Sherwood Schwartz. <laughs> 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 the ship was built like the Brady Bunch house. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all right, Tom. I'll pick uh, one that we, um, I think, is a an incredible ensemble, and maybe could probably match and probably actually. Now I think about it, was probably the best ensemble in here, and that's okay. Taxi. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yep. Lodka and Jim Ignatowski, a I'll young Tony give, Danza. Yeah, yeah, Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Danny DeVito. The, I'll give you one specific episode. If you can find it online, watch that one. That's the one where Jim Ignatowski has this dream that all these weird things are going to happen and, and Alex is going to die. Yep. 
and he's warning them. And they're all like, shut up, Jim. Uh, Jim. That's not true. And he's like, I warn you. And then Danny DeVito's character, uh, Louis, is like, listen to me. That's that, that druggy over there, whatever. Like, this <laughs> shit happens. I've seen him do shit. And he's like trying to protect Alex. And Alex is like, no, I'm not going to let fall into the superstition. I'm not going to do it. And the suspense that leads up to it. And they have to like, at the end, at like midnight or something, Alex is supposed to open the door and death is supposed to be on the door. Just the episode, the build up to it, and he's there. It's with, a great show. Oh my Absolutely. God. So good. And then the great other ensemble cast with yeah. Lodka all the time. Yep. Oh, God. Man <laughs> on the moon. Exactly. Oh, yep. he's fucking funny. And then the, do you remember the episode? He's like, uh, what is a yellow? Oh, like he's trying to God. cheat on the exam. Yellow. Slow down. Slow down. What? Does <laughs> a yellow light? Dude, Go watch Christopher you... Lloyd. He's so Incredible. fucked up with drugs that he's oh. like, uh. Wasn't that and that that show had the hot little the hot Mary Lou Henner? Oh yeah, she, she had bombs. Yes, she was yes, hot. Yes, Woo. yes. Oh, but it had that annoying actress that plays Latka's wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking can't stand that woman. No, that's a great one. All right, so I got three left here on our list of ten, and they're going to kind of be going to kind of veer away from the sitcom kind of aspect here. Um, one of these shows is a morning show. Two of them are primetime shows that have vivid memories. The first one is the greatest cartoon in the history of cartoons, and that is the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? From 1969, 1970, the original originals. That's the best right there. I have it down. The only cartoon I have listed, Tom. Yep. The best. They got great later when they had the, when they had the guests, well, you know, with Scooby-Doo meets Don Knotts. Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, Just always love that show. And as somebody who is now like a huge horror fan, I always look at Scooby-Doo, where are you as like a little gateway for young kids to get into horror because they're always in spooky places. They're always trying to uncover mysteries. Mm-hmm. There's always a monster or a ghost or a ghoul or some kind of weird creeper, creeper, creepy type thing, you know, haunted castle, a haunted mine or a weird town. So I always thought it was like a really good gateway for like young kids to kind of get into something kind of spooky. But then it just had that cheesy comedy cartoon film. Always love Scooby-Doo. Where are you? The original. <laughs> <laughs> There you love go. Love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. And of course, you get Shaggy. And hey, Velma. Shaggy, <laughs> come along. Grab Scooby. Let's go get some Ace snacks. Throw throw in the back of the van. I'm going to see if I can bang Daphne. <laughs> oh, shit. I think I jerked off Fred instead. <laughs> oh, nice ass, Scott. Can I use it to clean up? <laughs> And then, of course, Scooby-Doo pulled a fucking Brady Bunch and brought Scrappy-Doo on, which is the worst character in the history of animated TV. Oh, horrendous. Horrendous. Yes. All right, go ahead. And so another one for me is another sci-fi. And I used to love watching this shit. And that is The Twilight Zone. Oh, yes. Excellent. Great shit. Oh, my God. I bought that box set. I have those. I watch it from time to time. So many classic ones. Yep. So well written, the uh, stories and stuff incredible. on there, unbelievable. The yep. one where the like the town, the light goes out, and the towns, everyone's like, "He did it!" No, he did it, and yep. everybody's fighting against each other. No, they're animals coming, and they end up shooting somebody, and somebody dies. 
Yep. And then at the end, they scan away. You're like, look at this town. It's a fucking disarray. And you look up and they are aliens and like, see, we don't even have to do anything. All we have to do is this shit and they'll kill themselves. Incredible. And it's just a that- story. You're like, holy shit. This show is so good. Oh, my God. I always remember the one of Burgess Meredith. Yes. As the as the guy that loved to read. And he was the last man on earth. Yep. He's surrounded by nothing but books and his quietness, solitude. And then he breaks his glasses. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Just yes. brutal. Yes, yes. Oh, Another scary brutal. thing I had was the girl. It's one of the first episodes. She was driving. And every time she would stop, she'd see the same hitchhiker. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My way, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? How about the one, with, how, the one with Telly Savalas and the doll? Oh, Remember that? Oh, the, 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 the one the one with a guy he's fighting with his wife and on TV he sees like him like killing his wife like while he's watching TV like oh. dude that show was so fucked up and far ahead of its time it's incredible yeah. that, that came out when it did Alfred Hitchcock presents that was pretty good too yeah not as good but yeah it was good the Twilight yeah. Zone I love that shit nice all right my number nine I got cut I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with two variety shows these remind me of like the nighttime like nighttime kind of mm-hmm. evening shows. The first one, The Muppet Show, which was fucking huge when we were growing up because celebrities went on there, actors, musicians. That was a yep. huge, huge event. The original Muppet Show. It was on at, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge, obviously, everybody remembers the iconic theme, the intro. Always loved The Muppet Show. Yeah. So I've, I mean, I've always loved The Muppets, period, but I love that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys keep calling me a fucking Muppet. I was never on that. <laughs> ah, they hired me to be in the band. I got a couple <laughs> bags of blow and I asked Anton to join me. Yeah, that guy, Dr. Teeth, he took my spot. <laughs> yeah, the Muppet show is very nostalgic. So Everybody's good. watching that shit back then, yep. you know? Yep. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Tom, my last one is probably my favorite show of all time. I talk about it all the time with you, uh, and that is number one, the funniest guy ever, and I think he's my favorite comedian of all time, yep. and that is Sanford and Son. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So f- I can watch Red Fox do, like, every time that face when Aunt Esther comes in and Ugh. the two of them back and forth, he was such a lovable curmudgeon, miserable fuck. And, fucking and, hilarious and Lamont, Lamont played such a good straight guy to him you know what I mean like such like a oh it was so good it's so <laughs> he good kept calling him a dummy it's <laughs> the funniest thing yeah dummy oh, oh just so fucking hilarious and it's it, it just his thing with Aunt Esther and you hear the backstory like that was his like running partner and comedic partner they wanted to put her on the show and they were friends since childhood and he yep. put her on they've been doing those jokes and night fucking club routines for oh, years. forever yeah oh yeah. and the shit was so non-pc yep. racist fucking comedic brutal shit. brutal oh, yeah great characters like grady bubba oh, grady and, and rollo why are you always making me feel like a criminal when I come into your house? Cause I want you to feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. Oh man. I fucking love it. It's so good. On Esther. Oh. Watch it. Sucker. <laughs> sucker. Makes a, makes an appearance in Friday. Oh, she's well, the best. Fuck you. 
half dead, dead motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> and in the also in the uh, don't drink a juice. That <laughs> ma, the gang needs me. Gang, gang. Oh yeah, don't drink your juice while something and and something. Yeah, all. Oh, I follow you. Get in this house, or you're gonna have three shoes on, two on your feet, and one in your, one ass. In your ass, sucker. So good. <laughs> oh, I love her. All right, we're gonna finish up with one that is extremely nostalgic. You guys will laugh at it, but I don't care. Huge memories of Saturday nights. For some reason, Saturday night is in my head. And I think my older sister was kind of the one that got got me into this. And we grew up in a house filled with music. My dad was always listening to cassettes, records, CDs. This was the event. And you were always excited to see who was going to be performing on it. Solid gold. Absolutely fucking loved the solid gold dancers, the performers. And they would come out. Just a huge, huge show, especially for me and my sister growing up. Was that the one with Danny Terrio? That would know that was Dance Fever. <laughs> that was dead. That was Dance As Fever. Andy Murphy said, What the fuck are you doing? I don't know what the fuck I was doing hanging out with Danny Terrio. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the one they had. Uh, Marilyn McCoo was one of the hosts. Oh. And you just oh. had the solid gold dancers. And then you would have yeah. bands come on and push there. It was just like it was a music dance variety. Yeah, I'm, no, I remember solid yeah, gold. Yeah. I just oh, couldn't but, differentiate that. And dude, Danny I totally Terrio. Good call with Danny Terry when dance for you. I forgot about <laughs> I just, that one. Holy I shit. Just, I just remember the fucking the line from Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Danny Terry. Yeah. And Tom, a lot of these are stuff that we all saw. And of course. The big one that's not on here, two of them. I think there easily could have been here. And that would be different strokes and Arnold getting molested by fucking the guy from WKRP and Dudley's dad. See, I always look at I always look at different strokes as an Al 80s show. I always think of that as an 80s yeah. show for me. By the way, we just another one we didn't bring up WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that one too. And then the um the other one too was uh, All in the Family. All in the Family. Yeah, I, I mean I never I got into that. I mean I love I mean I love it now in retrospect. We just never really watched it. I mean, it wasn't really no reason why. Just there's I don't some know. great ones, but it's way over the top. I like the Norman yeah. Lear black shows that came on afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. The spinoffs that came from that stuff. Yep, funnier. Uh, Jeffersons. I even liked Maud. Maud um, was actually really Sam- good. Sanford and Son. Yep. Um, all that stuff uh, that he did. Yep. And they were just so much fun. Two other shows I think that kind of in our nostalgia would be the dukes of hazard but that's i was gonna i was gonna put that on i was gonna put that on my list i was gonna put that on alice loved alice great show i liked mel yeah who vic tayback (laughs) the guy was a fucking (laughs) asshole mel sharples was that yeah something like that a a couple of a couple of honorable mentions the sister show to happy days obviously laverne and shirley was legendary and then another show i don't know who Fucking K. It must have been all the drugs from the 70s. Let's have a show called Mork and Mindy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I, oh, just Gary Marshall. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure I, I can't wait to see what the listeners are going to come up with. I'm sure there's a couple shows we didn't touch on, but this right here is just a massive slice of nostalgia right here. So talking about listening all this. to this, and I'm look, I mean, I could trade my list with yours and be fine. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't really know a lot of the westerns, but I don't. I'm not opposed to westerns. Yeah, you should watch Branded. You'd love it. Okay, um, but it, just 
to me, I, I don't know. If I had to take a combination of this list, I would probably take Sanford and Son and Three's Company. Yep. Uh, good times off yours. And uh, I don't know. The Jefferson. Yeah. Sanford and Son and Brady Bunch would be the ones I'd definitely yeah, steal from I mean, your just, list because those are just two of the greatest. Fantastic. Yep. I love talking about this shit. The nostalgia is amazing. Me too. Um, yeah. And Tom, you know, tell people they can find us. Go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. It's the home for Shout It Out Loudcast. It's the home for Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. We got shows all over the place, spinoffs after spinoffs. Speaking of spinoffs tonight, we got spinoffs, and Dorm Damage is one of them. So uh, we're excited to do this one. We can't wait to see what you guys had, and we can't wait to hear like the different generations of of people. Like uh, Obviously, we have older listeners. We have younger listeners, so... Uh, this will be a fun one for uh, for some discussion online. So we're we're excited to to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Uh, Till next time. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.